0: Welcome to the Apathetic Marketer podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I'm Mila from Security HQ. Mila, it's really nice to have you on. Hi, nice nice to be here, Brad. Absolutely. I'm really excited for today's discussion. So maybe you can tell me a bit about yourself and about your company and what you're up to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Full name Radmila Blaziska, but please call me Mila. Everybody knows me that. CMO of Security HQ. We are a global managed security service provider. We have around six global security operation centers around the world. For those of you that are not familiar with the phrase of managed security service provider, we are cybersecurity.
0: Very cool. And you're specifically working on marketing. I'd love to just hear overview of that what that entails what your team looks like awesome
1: Yeah, absolutely. I run the global marketing team at Security HQ, and we are a small agile marketing team spread around the world. So most of my meetings are run remotely most of the time. And in our marketing team, um, we have content managers, digital manager, designers. We also use web developers, and as I said, we spread around the world from our India office to London to Greece, Athens, and so on.
0: Very cool. So, you've been with the company for a few years now. And what were your initial priorities of marketing? And then how has that evolved? And then what are you focused on right now?
1: Absolutely. So, when I joined the company over three years ago, they have never had a marketing team as a function as well. And 95% of the revenue that the company has had at that time was purely driven by partner channel partnership, and as well as referrals from existing customers. And they were very, very successful. However, obviously, the dream of the founder and the CEO of the company for us was that he wanted the company to be also known because, as he said in our initial interview, we are well-kept secret of the industry. So my first, basically, I guess my first task when I joined the company was to set up the marketing function and hire a marketing team.
0: Very cool. And then as you built out the team and I'm sure you've gotten all the basics of everything in place, what's been the focus the past few months and what's your focus as we head into this next year?
1: It's been an interesting year for us because, first year when I joined the company, we were purely focusing on rebranding and setting up the marketing function. And the last year, it's all been about growth. We've opened up two new offices, one in South Africa and in the US as well. So it was about go to market strategy and basically establishing us in the new markets. The next year, and basically we're finalizing the plans for 2023, it's all about growth. It's all about Also, simplification of our offerings, um, Mm. because what we want to achieve is at the moment as a company, we are growing so fast that our services and our products as well are expanding. And what we want to do is make it easier for our customers to not just to find us, but as well as to make sure that they are choosing the right products and services for their business needs.
0: Absolutely. And if we break up that bucket of growth, so the growth is a goal, are there any specific things that are driving the majority of that growth. As I've talked to companies for some, for example, are saying events are driving a lot of their growth or it's paid media or a podcast. Is there anything that you're particularly excited about that has really been a huge part of that growth bucket?
1: We've always used a combination of different tactics. So paid advertising has always been massive and basically massive spend from our budget. However, we have invested a lot in our partnership marketing and as well as events. But a lot of our focus is on content marketing, as well as basically creating the buzz around us. Because our my primary goal is to get Security HQ as a trusted partner, and as well as top brand whenever one of the customers are thinking about a managed security service provider. And to achieve that, we need to be present in in multiple channels at the same time. We are excited about something for next year. We are currently working on production video marketing across our different regions. So next year will be a lot of video content, which we are going to be focusing on.
0: Very cool. And what is that video content going to be like? Is it like you have send out a camera crew to uh, a location and shoot videos? Or is it remote videos like this? So what does that look like?
1: It's a combination of both. So we have hired video agencies in three of our top locations where they're going to come in and film the staff, as well as doing interviews. And obviously they were producing primary and obviously premier content, but we're also producing a lot of video content in terms of webinars. We're looking at podcasts as well, and also doing... Part of our role is obviously a lot of a remote, but we're introducing something new as well. And that's VR, virtual reality. A lot of mm. our customers would like to see how our security operation centers look like when they come in and how does that look oh. like. So oh. and that's one of our new strategy as well.
0: That's a cool idea. So you put the, the VR headset on and then they can see what... a security ops center looks like and all that
1: that's the idea behind it so even when they go on our website and if they click on one of the locations and they want to see exactly how that that security operation center looks like in london they'd be able to see it and as well as obviously if they put the headset they will be like yes i'm in the london sub right now
0: so Absolutely. that's
1: that's the idea
0: yeah so you mentioned you have several international offices different folks around the world How does that work from a marketing perspective? Is your team spread out amongst different countries and how does that work? And I'd love to hear some of the methodology behind that.
1: My team is primarily either in London or in Pune in India. We have some team members sometimes situated in Dubai. We have web developers in Athens, for example. How does that work for management? Well, it's obviously everybody works on time zones. So it's all about time management. We have our daily and weekly meetings with the team. I don't like working in silos. So when I get on a team meeting, even the designers get into a conversation about demand generation and leads because they will be the one who will be designing the ads and the landing pages. So they also need to know the concept of why we're doing something and vice versa. When we're talking to our content manager, she knows exactly why we need the purpose of that particular article or that blog or press release and so on.
0: Absolutely. And how does that work? Has been like everyone's in a not too many time zones difference? And obviously, just re- work remotely over Zoom and all that stuff. Does it work pretty well for you guys? <laughs>
1: Most of the time, obviously, most of our meetings are remote. For the team that we are situated in London, we meet in the office a couple of days a week and we brainstorm about some certain ideas. We do often obviously travel to the different offices as well. Usually once a year, we have a kind of like a global conference when we get the sales and marketing team together from all across the globe. But we tend to also relocate some of the staff. So for example, we had some of our designers that came last here and they spent like two months in, in London office where they were getting to know everything that we do. They were getting to know also the staff as well. We try as much as we can to visit the other offices, but obviously day-to-day is remotely.
0: Absolutely. As we wrap up here, maybe just wrap it up on content and what you guys are doing there. So just to recap, it sounds like you're going all in on content, video, production, podcasts, different channels and all that. What is your strategy there when it comes to the actual content of the videos themselves? So are you doing like product explainers or is it like thought leadership content or probably a bit of everything, but what, what's your angle of approach and attack the there?
1: The angle is human approach. And key message that we want to come across as a company that we are a trusted partner and that customers can rely on us. And to do that, they need to know the people behind it, and they need to know who is actually basically backing up all their cybersecurity systems. So the approach is more thought leadership, interview styles. We do have some video explainers. Obviously, we need to explain some through animation, motion graphic videos, but the pure concept is human approach.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any other advice for anyone listening out there when it comes to content production or thinking about their strategy or anything that you've learned so far in getting into this or like, hey, watch out for this or that?
1: Be brave and collaborate. Use certain new marketing technologies that are out there. Like, for example, I would never thought like maybe last year of using VR in our B2B strategy. But for example, we've seen results out there elsewhere that we would like to use in terms of content. You need to be agile. You need to be present. You need to focus, but target your audience correctly because obviously we don't have unlimited budgets. So we need to make sure that we are targeting the right audience with the right message.
0: Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining the podcast today and sharing all your wisdom and insights. Really appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for the invite.